Hello, race fans. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, uh, joined today by uh, a guy that I've known a long time, Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix. Uh, we're going to talk about the rock here today because uh, one of the one of the major sadnesses in my life right now is I can no longer go to Rock Island because I'm always at the uh, Mazda Road to Indy finale. This year it'll be in Portland. I had to say no to the Rock Island Grand Prix where, where I announced for, I think, 15 years. Uh, Roger, first off, thank you so much for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network so we can talk about one of the coolest races in the world, Rock Island Grand Prix. Always good, always good to talk to you, Rob. So uh, for those people who maybe don't know about the Rock Island Grand Prix, we'll kind of jump in, I think, with a bit of a history first. Um, I'll let you do it, but I'll, I'll say to beginning, this is one of those races when I first got into the sport uh, where you know I had the, the, my magazine, Shifter Card Illustrated. I'm like, I'm going to roll down. Actually, it was, I think I was there even when I was, when I was with National Cart News. Um, and I said, I got, I got to go to this race. This, I hear it's awesome. And the minute I was there for the first time, I never wanted to leave. Uh, it's essentially this cool race in the district area, the arts and entertainment district area of Rock Island Grand Prix, which is part of the Quad Cities in Illinois, right on the Mississippi River with Davenport and what Bettendorf and what's Bettendorf, Moline. 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 Yep. There you go. So again, great street race downtown. We're going to talk a little more about the amazingness of it, but race fans, Carters, if you've never been to the Rock Island Grand Prix, it's probably the race that everybody calls the bucket list race in North American karting. Am I not? Am I correct, Roger? I hear that a lot. That's, that's for sure. Okay. Give us, give us, a, you know, <laughs> give us the, the short version of the kind of the history of rock Island and how long it's been going and, and the whole deal. Well, the short version, which is, I guess, pretty long since this is our 24th year, wow. but um, we go back to uh, the early nineties when a uh, really street racing uh, was much more common than it is today. There was little street races all over uh, the Midwest and uh, not very safe all the time, but um, they were held anyway. And uh, we had a couple of racers approach the uh, Downtown Business Association and say, hey, you got you need to host one of these races. And they kind of laughed and poo-pooed it. And um, I mean, for those who have known me for a while, I used for a long time was editor of the newspaper. And the newspaper was looking for events to support. And at the same time, the, the arts and entertainment district was looking for uh, ways to bring people downtown. So it started off as a newspaper event. And that lasted for about two years, I think, before it became much larger than uh, the newspaper wanted wanted to handle. And uh, so uh, moved on to the, the business association, ran it for a year or two, and then we created a separate not-for-profit organization that now has handled it for Oh, 20 some years, I guess. Um, originally, originally it was supposed to, the first one was supposed to be in uh, 1993 and uh, got to be about the end of July and we couldn't figure out why uh, nobody was signing up. And if, for those who remember hit, uh, weather history, that was the year of the major Mississippi River flood. And was it was a you know big news all over the country. And uh, Basically, we found out that even though Rock Island has a seawall and was high and dry, um, everybody assumed that we were flooded out, and so nobody was planning to come. So we kind of, kind of, put it on hold for a year, and so the first first one was held in 1994. 
I have not heard that story. <laughs> I did yeah. not. I did not know about that story. So 1994, the very first event. Uh, again, to update some people, give them the insight. It's essentially an awesome little six-turn racetrack. It's fast, long straightaways. They're all 90 degrees. Five of them are left-handers, one right-hander. A simple racetrack, but the track has its little intricacies of you know the the lines you've got to take and where some you know where the where the bumps are because there's there's some bumps on around the track as well. You got to hit them correctly. Um, Roger, you said 24 years this year. Um, the race itself, it really kind of played to the, the categories that were big in the area. You know, there were shifter carts, there was Yamaha, uh, there was Briggs Racing. Is that the, kind of the case? It has always been the uh, one race where you can find every kind of karting known to man. I can still remember, you know, sort of back in the early days, some of the Scusa guys coming out from California to race and staring with their mouths open looking at four cycle cars because they'd never seen one out there. Um, but we have the vintage cards. We have, you know, Gearbox, Yamahas. Briggs is huge lately. Uh, that's the real growth in the sport right now. And we're happy to work with Briggs and Stratton. We've, they've been a partner for, I don't know, probably 20 some years. And uh, and it, it's just, you know, it's a it's a great venue for everybody. I mean, it, it really is. Well, one of the things I would want to bring up is the fact that, again, I I think my first race there was 97, I want to say. 90, I think 97 was the first year I, that I, I attended. One of the cool things about about the the race as well, and it's it hasn't really, like you said, the, the, the growth of the, the, the Briggs and Stratton classes really is this really cool thing that's happening with The Rock now. But it's it also kind of took over for the King of the Streets from Supercarts USA, which started in, I believe, Oklahoma City. And then Jim Murley took it to Quincy and then brought it to Rock Island. And it really found a home at Rock Island. So the king of the streets uh, for the 125 shifter carts really has been one of the one of the core programs of the race over the last number of years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a still a, a huge feather in anybody's cap to win. It's a great draw for spectators. It's just a fun event. We, as you know, we, you know, ramp up the hype and make a big deal out of it and crown the winner with a cape and crown and um you know so it, it's been a it's been a great event here in the midwest uh for the shifter car drivers and of course we draw people out of the south the east the west canada all over to come race in it well i, I could say and, I, and, I'm, and i'm proud to say that i've raced uh in the event probably i think five or six times I, i've raced when I first started, I was running. The, I ran a 125 shifter a couple of times. I know that I ran the, the 125 shifter masters category a couple of times. I ran uh, tag senior. I think oh, no, I ran tag master with Keith, the Keith Freeber actually wrenching on my Margay Brava, uh, and I think I finished seventh. Uh, I had and I've had my best runs, of course, running the Briggs uh, in the 206 categories in senior and master. I think I, I, what drives me crazy because I got to get back there soon, Roger, because David Cole is beating me on the money list by I think about 30, about 35 bucks. So that I'm telling you, that's a, that really irks me that David's got me on the, on the money list. I think I'm like number two thirty five or something like that, because that's one of the things we need to mention, Roger, not only is it a great race to come down to and have fun and, but you guys pay cash out as well. Yeah, we do. And, and we always have, it's, um, it's, it's gotten to the point where uh, we have set up the purse. It's based on the, the entries per class. So it's it's really up to the racers to figure out how much we're going to pay out. But it's uh, there's a formula. It's in our rules. And uh, so the bigger classes, we, we pay more. And, uh, you know, the smaller classes, we pay less. And, um, 
you know, that's that's how it's been the last few years. And I don't know, there's not, not a lot of uh, kart races that are paying and, you know, cash out in, what is it, 17 classes these days. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, here's here's a couple things I want to bring up as well about the Rock Island Grand Prix, and you can speak to it a little bit. First, I, first I want to start talking about the safety level of the racetrack. And that, I think, you know, with me and David Cole going down there, David's raced the last number of years in the, in the Ignite Challenge, the Margay Ignite Challenge, which is such a big part of the race these days. You guys, you guys take, and you mentioned earlier about the fact that there's street races that, that happen around the country that are nowhere near in terms of how safe the Rock Island Grand Prix is. Cause you guys just, you guys go that extra level with barriers and you know, the, the, the crush zones and hay bales and fencing. It just, you guys take safety so seriously. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm always comfortable to tell anybody go to Rock Island and race. Yeah. It's street racing. Any racing is potentially dangerous, but you guys do such a great job. I've wrecked there myself and I'm, just the way you guys have the barriers set up is perfect. And just speak a little bit about how you guys, how you take safety so seriously. Well, and I think you're right. I think we're sort of the gold standard for street race racing yeah. safety these days. But um, it's it's always been important. Um, when we first got involved with it, as I mentioned, there wasn't a lot of attention paid to safety. I can remember going to some other street races, and the only thing between the racers and the spectators was yellow caution tape. So um, we, from the very beginning, we tried to to make it really safe. Um, a big part of that, I think, happened during the years when when Tom Argy Jr. was our race director, and he was a uh, you know NASCAR Winston Cup safety official. So he had seen he knew a lot of things to look for, and he brought in a lot of the innovations that we continue have you know continue to use today, even though he uh, sadly passed away a number of years ago. But uh, every, every year is better. Um, you mentioned hay bales. We haven't gotten away from those, so you, there's no chance for Howden to bust up yeah. any hay bales anymore. But you know. There, there's two layers of plastic barriers <laughs> no. and, and layers of fence and there's no spectator areas. And, um, you know, you might get bruised a little, but you know, we really haven't had a lot of people really seriously injured over the years. And we're really proud of that. And how about, you know, in, in speaking like kind of in the same line, you guys have probably the, the best corner workers in the sport. You know, you have teams, again, as I said, there's six corners around this racetrack, but you have teams. I don't know how many, it's four or five people at every corner, you know, they'll go streaming into turn number one. Someone will go off it into the barriers and boom, all you see is the yellow shirts jumping out there and they're, and they're grabbing, you know, they're, they're grabbing the carts and pulling them back just so that the, the, the track is clear again when everybody right. comes by. You must, you must take a lot of pride in the number one, the volunteers you have and just the extent of how good those corner workers are. Well, you know, these are people that are, that is truly volunteers and it's probably the toughest job. I mean, it's a long day. It's a physical job. And they come back year after year after year. Now it's the best seat on the race course when you're not having to work and pull carts out of, out of the way and things like that. But, um, you know, we, we just have a really great crew. I think we have one, uh, corner marshal coming back this year. It's his 20th year. And, um, each corner has a, has a key guy who's a woman who's been there a long time. And then we, you know, fill in around that with some people who are sort of learning and, and coming up through the process. And um, and it's a, it's a, just a great crew of people, and, you know, and Becky Rasmussen does a great job of organizing them and managing them and, and making sure everybody's, you know, knows what their expectations are and those sort of things. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just a great group. And that goes for our uh, 
our whole group of race officials and uh, tech officials and everything. I mean, they're literally the, we think the best from all around the country and it's the one race a year when they all work together. Yeah, I think uh, I think you bring everybody together. It's a bucket list race, not just for drivers either. It's a bucket list race for teams. It's a bucket list race for officials, as you said. You know, Roger, one of the things I love too, and, and David Cole and I speak about this a lot, and that's the, the importance of our sport to have some iconic trophies. You know, there's the Duffy, there's the, the, the WK Eagle. Um, you guys have the Rock. You know, it's the Rock Island Grand Prix, but everybody wants a Rock, you know? It, it, I, you know, the, for me at least, and I won't use the curse word, but you know, the, the, that saying from Matt Payway, I want, I'm going to come back. So I win that yeah. beep and rock, you know, people, racers want that rock. How's I love that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a unique, uh, unique trophies. It's basically just a chunk of rock that's engraved with an, our name and has a nameplate that says what, what class you yeah. want. And there's a few guys who, who've, probably got enough to build an addition on their house. But for a lot of other people, you know, that it, that one winning that one rock is as big as a national championship. I agree. You know, there's guys that want one. And then you got Tony Nielsen there with a, yeah. a rock garden outside his house with all rock trophies. And Nielsen, Gary right. Lawson, some of those guys just, you know, over the years yeah. have amassed yeah. quite a collection of them. No doubt about it. Okay, so we've talked about some of the cool factors just we'll do more, but let's talk about the race right now. First, it's obviously the Labor Day classic uh, for people who don't know that it's, it's been Labor Day for the last so many years uh, for the whole, the run of the, the event. Let's talk about the class structure for this year. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. What, uh, what categories are on the docket? Because I know this and you can talk about it. You guys kind of evolve with the times as well. You know, you, you know, there's, you bring some of the categories in that are, that are more of the day. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, sometimes it's tough for us because, you know, we have to decide, oh, in December and January, what classes we think are going to be strong, you know, in, on Labor Day. So um, it's it's sometimes it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, yeah. But and again, we we try and have something for everybody. So, uh, you know, it it's um, sometimes you just have to wait and see how registrations go. And honestly, probably two thirds to three quarters of our registrations come in after August 1st. So, you know, we're, we're, sit, damn, we're sitting damn here partners. right now with a little over a hundred entries, but probably 90% of them are in four cycles. So, you know, we're waiting to see, you know, how the other classes are going to shape up. So uh, obviously the Briggs 206 classes, the, the 206 has been such a, a godsend to karting over the last couple of years, really resetting uh, the bar in terms of, uh, of grassroots racing. So you've got the 206. Are you running a senior, medium, masters, heavy kind of thing as well for 206 in addition to the uh, the Margay Ignite classes? Well, we're, yeah, we're running uh, uh, senior, heavy, and medium, a junior, junior, uh, and and then the same senior. And let me start over. Uh, heavy, heavy, medium, and masters in 206, and then um, uh, heavy, junior, and masters in the ignite classes. And one thing we've been we've done the last couple of years is because we had some guys that said, "Well, you know, I I leave here and, and go home, and I barely have any wear in my tires." And so what we've done is added a second class because in both heavy and medium this year, uh, the, the same we've had in, in Yamaha heavy in the past. Um, so the basic, basically you run the second class and you have to use your same tires. 
but it also helps address a complaint that we had heard from racers that, well, you know, everything, I, I go into this, but, you know, I have all this separation and everything, but I get a lot of track time. So this way you can enter two classes. You have two chances to win. You have twice as much practice. You don't have to buy new tires and you get more track time. So those, those classes are available in the 206 Heavy, 206 Medium, Yamaha, um, Heavy, and then uh, one change we made this year, we also offered in the 125 Open Shifter, but uh, those drivers asked us to eliminate the rule for using the same tires because they're softer tires and, and they don't hold up as well. So now we're offering two classes for those guys so they can get more track time and have two chances to win, but they can use different tires. In addition, I think you told me that you're bringing the X30 category in as well? Yeah. Uh, for years, um, we were one of the the biggest tag races in the world, I think. Um, we started it early. We we ran it long. Um, we had great support from uh, Tag USA when Tom Argy ran it and uh, Dave Larson. Um, but last year, we were down to about four entries, I think. So we've... We switched off to the X30 this year, and we're hoping those drivers are going to support us and come out and uh, and give a, a good show in that class. I would hope so. Obviously, the X30 is a, is a program that really has taken off uh, running in WKA, of course, USPKS, Route 66. So I would expect you're, you're going to get a good group of guys uh, in the X30 senior class come out to play. Um, one of the things I want to bring up as well, Roger, because it's it was kind of refreshing. It's It's such a different event in terms of the fact that We'll talk about off track, but the weekend itself. Now, I know that you've you've made it opportunities for people to run multiple classes, and a lot of guys will do that, right? You know, Tony Nielsen, these guys are going to come out and run four or five classes, six, seven classes. They'll run everything they can. But for some guys, maybe in the shift or whatever it is, it really, if you want it to be, if that's the way you want the experience to be, it can be a really laid back weekend because you know it's a Saturday, Sunday, couple practice sessions. Um, I know when I was there, was it, it was qualifying. I'm not sure if you're qualifying or doing the, the heat races this year on on the on the Saturday again. But on Sunday, it's it's kind of a morning warm up and one race, and there's tons of fans, and you know you kind of push out on the front straightaway for every start. There's just that kind of cool feel. You can run a thousand classes if you want, or you can run one or two and just really enjoy the day, kind of a laid back day. Oh, absolutely, and a lot a lot of people, you know enjoyed you know doing the prep and the adjustments and all of that other part of racing and having the time to do it while other guys hope they got the prep done ahead of time and just jump from one car to the next to the next so there's <laughs> kind of two different ways to approach it um and and that's fine but you you know you want to come on one run with just one race you'll have as great a weekend as as anybody else will and as you mentioned you know it's a race that's held in the arts and entertainment district so there's restaurants, nightclubs, comedy clubs, dinner theater, outdoor concerts, and all that kind of stuff going on all weekend long besides the racing. Get a chance to talk to Roger Ruthart here from the Rock Island Grand Prix. Of course, the Labor Day Classic. Uh, going to be a big year, 24th edition. When we get back after this break, Roger and I are going to talk about some of that off-track stuff because that's one of the things that always kept me coming back to Rock Island. Stay with us, folks. More from uh, Roger Ruthart and the Rock Island Grand Prix here on the EKN Radio Network. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, 
race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tent, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one -on -one student to instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Alan Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune-up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. Since 2003, K1 Race Gear has been a one-stop shop for all your indoor and outdoor karting needs. From racing shoes, suits, and driving gloves to chest protectors, rib vests, accessories, and bags, K1 Race Gear provides quality karting products for the enthusiast and the professional alike. We have an incredible lineup of K1 karting suits designed to fit everyone's budget. Check out our entry-level GK2, the new Apex 2, and our top-of-the-line Speed 1 suit. Then, choose from our Apex and RS1 karting gloves and add in our K1 shoes, rib protectors, and neck collars. If you need a custom suit to support your sponsors, we can create a custom look as unique as you are. As you would expect, our custom suits are made to order. With pricing as low as $495, you're sure to find a suit that not only satisfies your racing needs, but is easy on the wallet as well. We take care of all of our customers at K1 Race Gear, not just the ones with deep pockets. Visit k1racegear.com today and get everything you need for your next racing season. Welcome back to the newest edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden speaking with Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix. Roger, we talked about the racing itself. I love the racetrack. It's simple, six corners, you know, five lefts, one right-hander. I love the track. It's just the flow of it. I've had so much fun driving it. I love the people that are there. I've you know, known you guys for, for many years. I, I call you guys all great friends. Uh, I miss that I'm not going there this year, and I haven't gone for the last couple of years. But there's just something super cool. It's it's a it's a race, Roger, where the hotel is what a block away from from the pit area. You mentioned 
the restaurants, whether you're going to Huckleberry's for, for pizza, or if you're going, I know I, the, the, the new Mexican restaurant was there when I, right when I was my yeah. last couple of years, I think it's El Patron. It's called fantastic. It's that's, you don't have to go anywhere. You come there, you park your trailer, you park your truck, you stay at the, at the hotel and you're walking downtown. It's the great food. It's and you're the, the restaurants are packed with carters. And then there's a Saturday, you know, the Friday and Saturday night and Sunday night concerts at the, at the, at the stage as well from, from Ribco. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Unique weekend that you probably don't see too often anywhere else in car racing. That's for sure. Any uh, any new restaurants we need to talk about? What's what's hip downtown right now? Well, you you've hit on a lot of them, and um, I don't know. Another one that seems to be popular is Soy Two, which is a Thai restaurant. It's on the plaza, right next nice. right next to uh, the Mexican place. But yet, you know, the other thing is the Quad Cities has so much to offer that regardless of what it is you want to do, you can find it there. I mean, this is a metropolitan area of 375,000 people, pretty much equally split between Illinois and Iowa on the Mississippi River. So if you can't find it in downtown Rock Island, you can drive to Moline or drive to Davenport and, 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 you know, find anything you want to do there. So I know there's, I I know there's that great steakhouse too, uh, over by the John Deere, the odd. Yeah. What that place. Johnny's love that. Johnny's, that place, uh, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, and I know people, because a lot of people want to find out where they're going to go eat as well. If you're into casinos too, there's a couple of casinos there as well, right? Well, yeah. I mean, Doomers in Rock Island has been a longtime sponsor of the uh, the, the races. And uh, I don't know, it's probably a two-minute drive, I think, to, from downtown to get there. It's right on, on the 280 interstate. Yep. Uh, and this year, actually, we're actually going to be doing our, our pre-gridding out there. Um, so when people come into town on Friday, instead of having to try and park downtown and take up 14 parking meters, uh, we usually have an, a place for them to go. And this year we're going to use the casino parking lot. So people will have better access to, uh, well, the hotel if they're staying there, um, and, but restrooms, restaurants, the casino, things like that. And, and we'll do all the pre-tech and everything uh, there just as we have done in the past. I don't know how it always happens. Normally when I'm leaving from dinner and I'm coming back from the, uh, back to the hotel, I don't know how, but I always end up getting drawn over to the old time tap. I don't, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> uh, maybe cause and it's right by the hotel, but maybe it's right there. And sometimes I have one beer. Sometimes it's midnight. Um, I don't know how that happens, but, <laughs> but the old time tap right there as well. Cool little kind of a dive bar. Great burger. As I remember, um, Here's one thing. Do you have the lineup? I know that over the last many years when I was there, we loved seeing the Travoltas on Saturday night, the uh, the disco band. They're actually from my town just up the road here in Guelph. Um, that's when they would, they would get together, these these four, or the, the, the group of four that would do the, the, the disco stuff. Do you know what the lineup for, for, uh, for talent is for the music this particular year? Um, you know, I don't know yet. I do know the, uh, the Travoltas retired, I think it was two years ago. I heard um, that, that day. I think they heard that you weren't coming, so uh, that that was it. But uh, I, I haven't heard, but there's always a, a great lineup, you know, great entertainment from a lot of different uh, yeah. genres. And um, the the racers and the race teams are always, you know, welcomed. It's a unique mixture of uh, local folk and racers. So it's just a good time for, for everybody. It really is part of the uniqueness of it, Roger. I know when I first went to Rock Island, there's this awesome race going on. Uh, and then some great restaurants. And then 
you know, everybody getting, everybody's getting together for the concert afterwards and we're rocking out and you're having a couple of beers and everybody, it's just, it's an atmosphere that we don't get anymore at a lot of races. It's, you know, when you're talking national level races or you're, you know, you're at a track somewhere, we don't have that opportunity just for everybody to be together and having a good time. And, and you're in that concert and you're looking around and there's a hundred cart racers hanging out and having, having fun. It's just, it's rock Island's that one weekend. I think where everybody kind of says, you know what? It's different. I'm going to let my hair down. I'm going to enjoy myself. You guys have built this, this thing, this event, you know what I mean? It's a happening. That's what I love about rock Island. Well, the other thing too, that we, we hear a lot and see it actually is, you know, it's the, because of the things we've been talking about, it's that one race every year where uh, Carters get their family together. They bring their sponsors, you know, they, they bring friends, you know, which, you know, they're not going to take them out to a cart field in the middle of a cornfield. You know, usually it's mom and dad is yep. about all you're going to get out there. But we have a lot of people that have their family come in from all over and they meet here or they bring their sponsors or whatever. And everybody, because there is a lot to do when there's not, when we're not racing. Well, let's cap off this uh, edition of the Industry Insiders. I talk with Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix Labor Day Classic, an event you have to go to at least once. You go once, you're going to keep going. I guarantee it. Uh, cap this off, Roger. Uh, first and foremost, the, one of the cool things I think is happening, obviously Quincy in the Park coming back. Uh, the big race at the Battle of the Brickyard. We've got Elkhart uh, Grand Prix back as well. I want to talk about the Triple Crown. Uh, you know, the three races, Quincy and Elkhart and Rock Allen. You throw in the Battle of the Brickyard for the Ignite guys. Three races, Triple Crown. Just kind of a cool deal of all you guys getting together to come up with one program that kind of can let's say celebrate the success of a driver across three events. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of series out there, but there's certainly no, you know, real street racing series. We're all a bunch of one-offs. And um, I think that, um, you know, we're all fairly centrally located here and uh, it just seemed to make sense to try and and do something that would be, you know, good for the sport, good for the racers and and help promote our, our various races. And um, so, you know, rather than compete with each other, you know, we're trying to work together and, and get people to to go to the multiple events and give give some of the racers something to talk about and brag about and things like that. So, uh, you know, we're off to a decent start this year with, with you know, I don't think eight or 10 entries per class. And uh, of course, we'll, we'll still take people uh, if they want to continue to to sign up for the, uh, the Triple Crown. I mean, the points system is set up so that uh, really anybody can win right up until the last race. So, I mean, that's the way we wanted it. We didn't want everybody to be eliminated before, for instance, we got to Rock Island. So really, you can come in and sign up for one race and win the Triple Crown almost if you can win it. But it's just something that, you know, that we wanted to do is give a little little hype. And uh, certainly we're not, you know, creating a new series or trying to compete with anybody on, on that level. It's just a matter of, you know, the three of us getting to work together and, um, a, a lot of people don't know the the history of, of Quincy in the Park or Elkhart, but these are really three iconic races that, um, even though the other two are, are relatively new in their uh, comebacks, um, that historically, you know, there there's a, a lot of a uh, lot of glory and uh, and uh, history involving all three of them. Yeah, I, th- I think the revival of those two races, adding them to the Rock Island uh, Grand Prix, really has kind of put a buzz back into the Midwest uh, kind of street circuit, one-off circuits, no doubt about that. Now, we'll cap off this podcast. First and foremost, if you're 
if you're in the area or within travel, you just, hey, drive from wherever you want. Bring your stuff out and go race the Rock Island Grand Prix. A lot of fun. If you don't want, if you want to just fly in, because it's a bucket list race, I've told a ton of guys, just fly in, get to the hotel, enjoy yourself, and do one of the, the arriving drives with the Margay guys in the in the Ignite Challenge. A lot of fun. You come in, it's, it's not a big price. Get a hold of the guys at Margay. I know that they have lunches every day. You have a mechanic. You're in the spec machine. Ton of fun in that category. Uh, but, Roger, if we want to jump in and talk about someone who uh, who wants to enter, what do they got to do? Uh, our website is is a great resource, um, and we'll be updating it continually in the next month with more specific race schedules and things like that. But if they go to rockislandgrandprix.com um, <clears throat> and click on the competitors page, there's there's links to to register and, and uh, things like that. Um, and if they have any questions, certainly they can uh, email us or call us. That information's on the website as well, and we'll try and, and walk them through it. Um, all of our online registration is done through race day, and it's worked really well for us. But they need to uh, get there, and they, they can do that through our website and then establish an account and then just click on the 2018 Rock Island Grand Prix registration. How page. about social media? I know that it's the kind of the, the new thing. Where do, uh, what do you guys leverage? I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are on uh... – on Facebook, we're on Facebook and Facebook and Twitter, um, and feel free to reach out to us that way as well. Or uh, the email is simple; it's Rock Island Grand Prix at Gmail, so they can email us that way. Or, like I said, the phone number is on the website too, and uh, we're happy to help them any way we can. As I, had- we also understand we also understand that you know that um, street racing can be a little. <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit uncertain. So people, if they're not sure and they just want to come watch for a year, feel free to do that. There's free admission. Just bring a lawn chair or tailgate or whatever you want to do and set up and watch. Um, but I think, you know, everybody will will enjoy it if they, you know, they choose to come and they're at the talent level that they're ready to compete. At this well, level. take it from me. Take it from me. I absolutely love that race. It's, you know, as busy as I am, David Cole and I, we don't get to race a lot. And that's one of those races that, and you know, I was obviously announcing and racing back in the day when, when I was able to do that, man, it was, it's, it's an event that, that you will absolutely enjoy. And it's, it's the, the racing itself is fun. Everybody's having an awesome time. You know, come Sunday, there's 10,000 people around the racetrack watching and screaming. There's an autograph session. Uh, it's just a ton of fun on the track in the paddock and of course in the district as well just the overall weekend folks i'm just like it, it's hard for me to to overstate how much of how great a time you'll have if you go to rock island people come in you know sketchy barns always coming in from bermuda the canadians always roll down guys rolling up from texas on a regular basis in florida california uh it's just it's one of those races that i would tell you if you get a chance to do it go to the rock island grand prix now again if you don't want to haul your stuff i mentioned already uh, you can go to Margay.com. I know Margay has their arrive and drive for their uh, for their Margay Ignite classes, which is the spec chassis. Uh, everybody in the same chassis, same engine, same tires. But there's also other other teams out there um, that, well, mo- no doubt, do an arrive and drive for you as well. All you got to do, you can contact us at eCardi News as well, newsdesk at eCardiNews.com, or reach you know reach out through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, DM us, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with the team. That can that can put a, a ride together for you, Roger. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Industry Insider. 
I love talking to you. I miss going to the race so much. I'm jealous that I had to hand the mic over to Tim Cohen. Uh, but again, Rock Island Grand Prix, just such a fantastic race. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, good to talk to you, Rob. Hope to see you back soon. All right, sir. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. The Rock Island Grand Prix, this edition of the Industry Insider. Bye for now.